We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inside Golf Podcast is presented to you by RickRunGood.com. All of the stats, tools, and info that I will be referencing on the podcast can be found over at RickRunGood.com. This is an incredible time to sign up ahead of the new golf season. We have PGA Tour stats. We have Corn Fairy Tour stats. We have Live stats. We have European Tour stats. We are the only fantasy golf and betting database that has it all. You can also join a private Slack channel where you can reach me with questions at any time. We have a model generator, a lineup generator, ownership projections from Michael Cavalunas, and all of my written work is there as well. You can get access to two premium weekly articles that I write every single week, an in-depth course breakdown every Monday morning. And a DraftKings Final Thoughts article every Wednesday morning as well. So head on over to rickrungood.com today. Promo code Andy, that is the important part. And we'd love to have you as part of the team. All right. Coming up right now on Inside Golf Podcast, myself, Boston Capper, Brian Kirshner on all things President's Cup and a whole bunch of other stuff. This is a really fun one. Let's get to it. All right, Inside Golf Podcast, President's Cup Preview, three-man weave today. First time we've all done this together, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure things will go extremely smoothly and stay totally on topic. Boston Capper is here. Hello, Capper. What's up? How are you? I'm fantastic. Brian Kirshner is here as well. Hello, BK. Andy, nice to see you again, Capper. Miss you, dude. Uh, up, it's been too long. Glad we could you know, get this going tonight for the President's Cup. I mean, you fucking called me at like 2 a.m. like a week ago. So. I did. Why? I did. Why? Well, I was up, you know, had a few beers, like wanted to talk to somebody, and he just tweeted something. I was like, oh, Capper's up. Like, I'll, I'll give him a ring. Doesn't mean I want to talk on the phone at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> did you pick up? No, I didn't fucking pick up. My wife would be like, who the fuck are you talking to at 2 a.m.? Your golf Twitter friends. Like, doesn't everyone have those? Well, I know Capper's a night owl. Yeah. I've always been that way, even since I was a kid. Like I just, I just, fuck, I, I still hate mornings, and I just stay up all night. But I could run off of like fucking four or five hours of sleep. So, oh, I can't, I can't. My body's still getting adjusted back from Ireland. Like I can't even. 
I can't even do any of that. That's shit. a big, that's a big time difference. Though, Cause you didn't go back to New York. You went back to LA, right? Dude, 10 of 10 do not recommend. So <laughs> I had breakfast at Bally Bunyan at 9 a.m. Irish time and dinner in Los Angeles at like 7 p.m. I hopped Oof. like 10 time zones. I was traveling for like 16 hours. Yeah. You hop 10 time zones. The next morning I woke up at like 1.30 a.m. thinking it was 8 a.m. <laughs> Irish time. And it took me a couple, honestly, like a full week to get adjusted. Yeah, Ireland or uh, Europe in general to New York or the East Coast, really not that bad. No. West Coast, Europe, <laughs> one Nightmare. trip. Fucking nightmare. nightmare. Fucking nightmare. It really took a whole week to get back adjusted. Oh, yeah. I could I could definitely attest to that because when I would fly back from uh Dubai or Iraq and shit, I'd have 10 days back home. And by the I'd be just getting acclimated to the fucking time again. And then it was just enough time for me to go back. Like I'd have like two days of like normal sleep and then I'd go back. It's a it's yeah, dude. That that's a huge time difference. It's a fucking nightmare. BK, you ever been to Europe? I've never been to Europe, bro. Straight up. Hmm. We Saving all that money, living rent free, man. What, what are you doing? No, you I, no I, I just signed up for like the JetBlue card, so I have like all these points. So like, I think I'm gonna go to Europe. Does, like, does JetBlue go to Europe? Europe? I don't think JetBlue. Yeah, goes to Europe. yeah, no. I think they do, Caber. Yeah, they do. That's You're terrifying. Right. Yeah, they go. To that's Europe. that's the old Value Jet, like the Everglades Value Jet. They just changed the name. JetBlue is easily the best airline. It's that like is one hundred percent false. That is not even not even a close. question. JetBlue is the best airline. Um, I, I will say JetBlue is not a sponsor, is it, Andy? No, I for <laughs> sure expected this at like minute forty-seven, but not minute two. Uh, listen, we can do we can litigate the whole airline thing. I have takes on that as well. It's more of a no that no laying up kind of owns that territory a little bit with the with the airline. So I don't want to step on their toes. I. Uh, I want to ask you guys broadly about the President's Cup before we kind of get started into our bets. Do you think as it stands now, first of all, actually, let me start with this. Have you guys gotten down on the United States? Are you one of the people that got down on the United States a while ago? And if not, if some, if a casual player is trying to bet this, do you see any value on either side as it stands now? Start with Capper. So yeah, I got down on it. Uh, it's like I was I was thinking about it before the official Cam Smith news came out, and as soon as that Cam Smith news came out, I tweeted, I ran, I got it everywhere I could, I got a whole bunch of money tied up in it. I could sit on it, like it, what, like it's it was I got like somewhere between three twenty five and three fifty. Me too. Um, and yeah, but I know, I mean, you can't tell somebody to go fucking lay eight hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. Like, is it really minus eight hundred now? Was, it's, I was like seeing, se- like, it's like seven. Yeah, eight or I was something seeing like minus that. seven. Still, I mean, absurd. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't advise anybody to do that. That's fucking irresponsible. And like it, it's like these these things you see on Twitter. Like fucking uh, this guy laid a hundred grand to win fucking seven thousand. Everybody's like, what an asshole. You know what I mean? Like you start yeah. rooting for these people to lose. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, you can't advise them for that. I mean, you're just gonna have to pick your spots. Like like we were talking about off air, like with matchups and top point getters and things like that. BK. No, I didn't. Um, I obviously knew that it was trending towards not being, you know, minus 300, you know, kind of get that CLV, but I just didn't put a bunch of money down on it. It just, I wasn't really like vibing trying to do that. But, you know, if we're talking about like laying juice, obviously we'll get into bets, but the USA to lead after day one is minus 225. Like, I think that's manageable. I think if you're rich and you want to put down, want to like however much you want. I think that's manageable, but absolutely not. No, don't do not lay the minus 700. And if you were lucky enough, 
like it was pretty obvious to, you know, get down to the minus 350. Great bet. Hopefully you bet it on credit. Didn't have to deposit a bunch of money and uh, you'll count your winnings come Sunday. I got, I got, I got, I got capped out in a couple of places. I was like, fuck you, man. Yeah. I ran out of credit too. Capper, do you think there's a universe now where maybe the pendulum has swung a little bit too far? Like, do you think that there's maybe a touch of value on the international side or no point at all? No, no. I mean, maybe you don't see a universe where they win. Nope. Okay. So why am I going to galaxy my brain into something that's so fucking obvious? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, it's, like maybe there's perceived value, just like there was perceived value on the Euro team, even though we knew they were going to get their fucking dicks kicked in. You know right. what I mean? Like all these people running around, like, oh, I got the, I got the plus EV at plus three hundred. I was like, it's worthless. It's going to fucking lose. There's no value in a losing ticket. BK. Um, no, I, I don't really think so. Um, I think for the sake of the PGA Tour and the golf world right now, I think it would be great if it was close. And I think the reason why the president's comp is doesn't seem as compelling in 2022, obviously everything comes back to this, but it obviously comes back to live. And I think you were really right on this situation. The fact that they got Cam Smith to play two live events instead of playing the president's cup was just the biggest F you to the PGA tour that they could have made. So I think that it would be a more compelling, maybe manageable, actually could happen if Cam Smith, Neiman, and Answer. Oh yeah, that's a different story. On you know the international side, but unfortunately, that's not the case. So yeah, I think without those three, I think it will be a, a very tough test, and well, I, I don't think that they will win. Well, the live, you know what the live diehards are going to say, right? Is if 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 the U.S. absolutely blow them out. They're going to say, oh, look how much the product suffers because our guys weren't there. It'd be so much closer if our guys were there. And if it by some means it's close, they'll say the same thing, right? Like, look at how we've deprived all the international fans of being (laughs) able to see their team win because our guys aren't there. And to be honest with you, as critical as I am about Liv, I completely understand why the PGA Tour did it. And Trevor Immelman, by the way, came out and was like, Yo, if a live guy is saying that they were surprised in any way that this was on the table, they're fucking lying to you. Everyone made like an informed decision to give this up. They knew exactly what was at stake. They knew exactly what the risk was. So I don't really have any sympathy for them making that decision. It's a, you know, you can answer the live every pretty much live question with the statement. That's what the money was for, bro. So this is another one of those, but I do agree. I do think I, I am bummed because I'm probably a little bit higher on the international team than you guys are, even without those guys. Like, I, I don't personally think it's going to be an embarrassing blowout. And if they did have Neiman and Smith and Louie and Answer, and they were in the plus 250, 300 range, I would probably bet them. I probably would. Because I don't think it's going to be as wild as you guys. I don't think it's going to be like if you go back and look at the actual results of these things, it hasn't been a lot of blowouts. The Liberty National was like the only blowout in the last two decades. I just think that match play brings a very strange element of variance into the equation. Yeah, that's that's fair. I just don't. I just I mean, you just look at the two teams. I just don't see where it's going to come from. I just don't see it. Like, I don't see it. Like, though their long hitter is what Pendrith and Davis and Decky doesn't. I mean, <laughs> Decky. Like, I mean, 
It seems like a lot of golf for him with his fucking fucked up neck and his back. And then, I don't know, man. Tom Kim's not exceptionally long. I think that he's certainly not long. I think it might come down to how the U.S. makes their matchups. Like, if the U.S. is going to pair, like, a Scotty Scheffler with, like, a Kisner or, like, a Homo with a Kisner instead of, like, putting Scotty and Burns together, I think maybe they have a little bit of a better shot. But I think the U.S. will do that. But if they're just, like, we're going to absolutely put our best 10 golfers out every single session and try and win this by as much as possible, I think that it will um, be tough. But I do think on Sunday singles that, you know, again, just 18 hole match play. Like, I think we could see some upsets. I don't think that's totally improbable. I just worry about how much the lead will be um, by the time Sunday singles happen. So Andy, where do you see, like, do you think four ball alternate shot or Sunday singles is where the internationals can sweep the most points? Like what session do you think would be best for them? Definitely not singles, right? Okay. I think, I think, and I do think the U.S. will go into singles with like a decent lead. I agree. I think there will be, there always are a couple, a couple upsets, but like you look at how it's played out like 2019, 16, 14 at Royal Melbourne, 2017, 19, 11 at Liberty National. That was the real blood. And then after that, it's, 15.5 to 14.5, 18.5 to 15.5, 19 to 15, 19.5 to 14.5, 19.5 to 14.5, 18.5 to 15.5. I think there's enough of like a nobody believes in us. And I do think that the way this course is being set up and we can zoom out for a second and talk about the golf course a little bit too. From everything that I've heard, like they are, the rough is going to be super, super low. They're going to use some forward tees. And I think for the most part, while the UN United States side overall are better long iron players and, you know, uh, longer off the tee, I thought the internationals made some good picks. Like, I, I think that this is a golf course that Taylor Pendrith should be really good on. I think this is a golf course that Cam Davis should be really good on too. I think Munoz is an interesting sleeper for his ability to make birdies in this style format. So my only pushback would be, I don't think it's going to be a 20 to 10 situation like we saw in 2017 or 2001. I think it's going to be closer to, I don't know, 2014, 19.5 to 14.5. But I don't really know how to, you know, the markets of like picking the exact score. Like, awesome. fuck that. No, yeah, fuck that shit. No, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no. You just gave out two scores. You got to bet those, dude. I mean, you kind of do at this point. Throw, throw, throw 25 bucks on just in case. Yeah, I right. think they're like, I think they're like 15, 21. 20 yeah, they're yeah. 21. Because I was looking yeah. at, I was looking at the bloodbath 23 to seven or better at fucking 15 to one. Like, just in case it absolutely is a bloodbath. Like, I get what you're saying. And the match play definitely does throw some wrenches into it i don't know man they I have just, nothing to fucking lose i like, know and, and have, so you brought you brought something up now that put, makes me put my tinfoil hat on right because it's gonna because if it's a blowout like the live golf's gonna bots are gonna go insane do you think that they keep it close intentionally to keep eyes on the product I'm not ready to go there. God. What do you think, BK? <laughs> um, no, I, again, I brought it up before. Like, I just don't know how they're going to set up these teams. Like, if they are absolutely going to put the best, like, 10 people out there instead of splitting up, like, kind of a, 
a better golfer with the worst golfer. I think that um, depends, but kind of on your point about like past president's cups. Like I just don't think those American teams were as talented. Like they had some random ass golfers that like you would never even know the name of. Like I was watching on the plane and just like the most random people were on these teams. And like now, like they could have had a team with like all like elite, like not elite golfer, but all good guys. Like the only kind of like, all right, he'll probably lose is like Kisner. Like everyone else yeah. is like going to play extremely well. And I think all the captain's picks were really good. And I think that with the captain's picks, the guys like Max Homa, he won on this golf course, obviously just won. Cam Young, I think he's going to be an extremely popular play at Quail Hollow next year. Like I think this course, like he could play well on, obviously. For sure. Totally um, agree. So and then, you know, I think the the question mark guys are are really Jordan Smith a little bit. I think he kind of has a little bit of a question mark. And then Kisner, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the uh, talent on the American side is just way higher than it's ever been in past President's Cup. So I, I don't know. I hope that it's close. I hope that we get some interesting matches. I hope the matchups are bettable to at least at least parlay two or three legs together. I think that's a very profitable way to bet um, this event. So I- I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I- I'm looking forward to the pairings to come out on Wednesday. Yeah, me too. I want to zoom out for a second and just run through the format just so everybody, if, if anyone's new to the President's Cup, we haven't had this since 2019. So I didn't realize it was four days. Did yeah, you guys realize yeah, this? Four, yeah, four days, man. Yeah, I, I had no idea. But the first day is five best ball matches. Uh, so five total points at stake on day one. Day two is five alternate shot. You can call them four balls or foursomes. I do it best ball alternate shot because that's what <laughs> makes sense in my brain. Um, so well, you day- know what's funny? You say that. That confused the shit out of me when I first started betting on golf. And I was like, wait, it's just best ball alternate shot. They're like, no, it's a four ball. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Like I play this on the weekends. What are you talking about? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if everyone can call it whatever they want. I'm using best ball alternate shot. Day three, four best ball, four alternate shot. So that's Saturday. It really revs up. There's a lot going on on Saturday. And then day four is 12 singles. And that is on Sunday. And we are going to Quail Hollow Country Club designed in 1961 by George Cobb. Fazio did his thing in 2013 and 2016. It is a par 71 measuring 7,521 yards. I have heard from a couple people that, well, first of all, there's some changes from where we generally see the course for the Wells Fargo, like it's at a different time of year. So they're not going to have the overseed on the greens. How much is that going to matter in our handicapping process? I would say little to none, (laughs) uh, but thought it was worth mentioning. Um, But the rough, one thing that stood out to me is it does seem like the rough is going to be lower than it is on for a regular Wells Fargo championship. Now, even with the regular rough for the Wells Fargo, it's a pretty driver heavy course. And I mean, we could kind of litigate, you know, I was talking to somebody in DMS who's played it a bunch and he was kind of making the argument, ah, it's not, it may not be as driver heavy as you like. And I, I totally, that's fair. A hundred percent. That's fair. I still think at bare minimum, this is going to be a course where it's pretty hard to argue that distance is, I'll say, advantageous, right? You look at the leaderboards, it's a lot of Rory McIlroy, a lot of Luke West, a lot of Keith Mitchell, 
a lot of guys like that. And then you shorten the rough even less. A lot of Jason Day to Justin Thomas, Gary Woodland, Jonathan Vegas, right? Bryson, Hovland, Woodland, all those guys, top tens every single year. Then you shorten the rough even further. And it's like, that's probably going to create even less of a penalty and, you know, more of an inhibition for players to hit driver. So as far as like the course goes, is there anything specifically, we'll start with you, Capper, anything specifically about quail hollow that, you know, you think is going to change your opinion on how this plays out? No, like you said, I think it actually just strengthens it. I, I, so I got a question to you. So they changed the whole, uh, yeah. the, the order they're playing. There's a new think- routing. It's not great podcasting, but I'm happy to go through it. If you guys <laughs> so, want. so I just, <laughs> Andy, are you okay with that? I know that you like the courses to play one through 18. Like, have you like, no. do you have beef with the president's cup now? Total beef. It's, it's, it's absolutely erroneous. I would imagine that George Cobb is rolling over in his grave while we're at it. We, we might as well just do a shotgun start. Honestly, the entire integrity of the tournament has gone completely out the window. But no, basically what they did was you guys know the green mile, right? The closing yeah. Yeah. stretch where you've got, those are super, super hard holes. Yeah. They were worried, which says a lot about how they think <laughs> this is going to play out. They were worried that not enough matches were going to get to 16, 17, 18. So they made those 13 through 16, basically. So, so do you think, do you think that helps or hurts the Americans? Because that's a tough stretch. Like it really is. And like, I just, I still remember Rory with that goddamn shot and me screaming at my fucking TV because I had money on him. And like, I could just, I think, it, I think if anything, getting those holes early helps the Americans. Probably. That's probably the side I would go on if I was right. to pick a side. Yeah. What about you, BK? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not going to come on here and say anything that like I just that no, like I, I don't anything about Quail Hollow. I agree with Capper. It helps the Americans. Like, who do you trust? Like 175 out, like with a long iron, like Cam Young or Smash and Nino's. Like, that's what it's come to, gonna come down to. Like, I don't think it's particularly close. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, like, I'm just really just hoping that we get some parlayable legs and like, we can just kind of put some things together and go heavy on the Americans to win um, some matches. And again, I hope it's close. I wish that the, you know, it, it was going to be closer with the live guys, but you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with uh, this week. But I, I think there, it is bettable. I think that there are props to, to oh, find. Don't, you know, listen, listen, your whole everything is bettable BK, everything, even first TD markets, even though they're inefficient, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah i mean i'm looking forward to it like i love match play i'm i'm a guy who wants at least one more match play on Me too. on the tour just because it's so it's it's always intriguing it's fun it's different it's not the same it's not the same john deere versus this other course it's pretty much the fucking same you know what i mean it, it changes things up and i don't know i get excited for different stuff right like i mean and anything to break the monotony of of like a of like a like false swing, like give me some match play in the false swing. You know what I mean? Like we're not even, we haven't barely started the false swing. I'm already like, oh boy. Right. Right. So let's talk about some of the markets that we do think are bettable. I mean, the first one that probably comes to mind for me, this would, this is what I would imagine would be the most popular market in terms of what you're probably going to see people betting is the uh, top point score market. So do you guys have, is there anything that sticks out to you in the top point scorer market? I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Xander seven to one, Scotty Shuffler seventy seven to one, Cantlay plus seven fifty, JT nine to one. It goes pretty much 
all down the line with Americans until you get to Sungjae at 20 to 1 and then the entire international team and then basically Billy Horschel and Kevin Kisner at 30 and 50 to 1 but is there anything here that stands out to you in in this market we'll start with you BK yeah so I, I think that some people might have like a connotation that it would be hard for somebody to be the solo top point scorer because there's only a fixed amount of matches and it's really tough. And in 2019, there were three people that led the the field. So JT, Sanjay and Abe all had 3.5 points. So all of that would have been chopped. So I think people might look at that and be a little concerned, but the past you with four the years, stats guy, Mr. The Research four, guy over here. The past four <laughs> President's Cup before that, there was all a solo um, top point scorer. So I don't think that this is a bet that is necessarily going to get chopped. And then I think that if you look at the past, you know, team event, the Ryder cup last year, how you would have landed on DJ is you would have saw the teams come out on Wednesday and been like, Oh, DJ, um, extremely long hitter, extremely good Ryder cup player is paired up with two-time major champion Colin Morikawa. Like, yeah, I think they could be a pretty good team together. <laughs> so I think that if Sam Burns is teamed up with Scotty Scheffler, they were paired together today, playing together today. I think they'll be teamed up. I think Sam Burns at 10 to one to be the top points scorer is, you know, a pretty good bet. I think that if you team him up with the number one player in the world, he could do a lot of damage. I think as you pointed out in your Rick Run Good article, everyone should go subscribe. Little plug, he rated out first in your model. I think he sets up very well for this course. So, yeah, give me Sam Burns 10 to 1 tops points overall score uh, for the President's Cup. So they played together today? I didn't know that. I I would always assume they would play together because they're like best friends or whatever. But he always plays – what's that shitty fucking matter? Yeah, he plays with Billy. Right. Um, but again, this comes down to is the American team is hit. We're going to put the best two guys together or we're going to split them up with a better or worse guy. But I think that's really contingent on if he's paired up with Scott. Yeah. I mean, so I like the I like the JT. Uh, I can actually get him 10 to one. The only Ooh. thing that work. Yeah. But the only thing that worries me is, you know, he's going to play with Spieth. And- that's such a good point, too, because I my initial thought was. <laughs> JT is about like I I think JT should be the favorite in this market Agreed. just because I know that JT is going to play all four days. Yeah. Like, could I see them sit Sam Burns for one session yes. as a rookie? Hundred percent. But I think the best, the only two guys that I think are going to play all four days are JT and maybe Scotty and Xander. Right? You don't think Cantley's going to play all four days? <laughs> it's Bermuda Capper. Like the, the, he doesn't play well on Bermuda courses. Like, do they not know? How would they not know that? That's so very, this is very true. It's very, yeah. very true. So it's Bermuda. You can't play. Cam. Oh, it's Bermuda Burns. I mean, now, yeah. now it all makes sense. That's why. Yeah, no, I'm huge on Burns this week too. Like yeah. BK said, but yeah, I'm with you. I Spieth did not rate out well for me for what it's worth. I have some questions about his game. He's never won a singles match in the president's cup. He's also never lost a foursomes match. 32nd and 28th here at Quail Hall. It just doesn't seem like a speed course. But yeah, that would be the that would be probably the counterpoint to the JT bet. Yeah. So I, and and like I don't know. I guess I guess I want to. Are these numbers really going to move that much once the teams come out? Like, is there any? Maybe, maybe because I'll tell you what. If it's the first session is five matches, right? Yeah. So two guys are going to sit, and if we get some form of a surprise, where I think probably our best guess would be like that. They sit 
Billy and fucking and Kisner right off yeah. the bat. But if right. the, but if there's by some chance that like Morikawa sits or Cam Young sits or Homa sits, like those odds will probably go down. And I do think like I think the best bets of the guys to play all four matches are Xander, Scotty, Cantlay, JT. And I'll throw one more guy out to you as what I think might be the best value. What about Finau on 11 to 1? Finau. Guy yeah. shooting fucking 59s with his eyes closed on 8,100 yard driver heavy courses. I like, how is that? How did that actually happen? I know it was that elevation, but like, what? Like, he lived out like three times. Like, how did that happen? Like, I just, I don't get that. Yeah. He's, it's like, it's like not you, these guys are just world class golfers. It's like watching Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, your brain can't wrap your head around how they could do that. They just can't. That's why. Like, I would, <laughs> like, it was at elevation. Like, it was not like playing 8,100 yards, like in New York or something. But like, it was like, it was probably like 67, 60. I mean, 76, 78. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? what? It was Utah. Yeah, it was at elevation. Yeah. Something like that. How high up is Utah? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I'll well, get the intern the, on it. I can get the intern on Capper, it. Capper, you were the guy that was just in Denver, isn't it? Don't you have to add like 15% to everything? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. It, and even then, like, it was still kind of, it was weird. You know what I mean? Because your brain, you so used to grabbing certain stuff. And I play at fucking sea level in Florida. You know what I mean? Like, it is fucking zero elevation. And so I was overshooting the greens on like the first six holes. Like, didn't matter. I, I was like, I'll club down one maybe two. I was like, okay, it's definitely two. Like it's, it's definitely two and don't swing through your shoes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So, okay. Yeah. So BK, best bet for top point score, you'd go Burns? I'll go Burns 10 to 1. I like, I like Fee now at 12. No, no. I like Fee now at 12. Okay. I'll go JT just to mix it up. So we're giving three hashtag picks to everyone. Yeah, we can't hashtag lose. Like one of those will get it done. No, literally. And like if somebody else hits, like we talked about Xander too. We talked (laughs) talked about Scheffler. So there's no real way to lose. Hey, um, Pam Young has value too, by the way. Like seriously though, actually 18 to one, I'm worried about, (laughs) I'm worried about him playing four or five times. But as BK alluded to, great golf course for him. Who do we want? Like, who do we want to see with Cam Young? Like, who would be, like, not an mm. easy... Like, I think Cam Young Fina would be awesome to see together. That would be good. I'd, I, I'd dig that. I agree. What about... um? But what about Morikawa? Yeah. What about Morikawa yeah. and Cam Young? Cam Young kind of taking the DJ place. I just think Morikawa can play with anyone. I don't know too much about Cam Young's personality other than he's a, you know, hardened you know, grizzled vet from growing up on the mean streets <laughs> and of, he's married sleepy hollow. Married yeah. He's got a kid, right? He's like 25 yeah. and he's got, yeah, a nobody knew. What? Nobody knew his wife was pushing that kid up in whatever it was the, the U S open. Everybody's like, wait, he's got a kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Morikawa is a good, I think Morikawa would be good with him. Young. Yeah. But I think there's, there's this, like, there's kind of this back and forth school of thought in terms of alternate shot where do you want, to pair players together that have a similar skill sets as, you know, perfect, like very, very similar skill sets, right? Like Cam Young and Tony Finau would be an example of that. Or do you want to pair guys that have almost kind of opposite skill sets together? And that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> which also, without getting into it, which way do you prefer? Andy? Similar. Because yeah. I think, and the reason, the reason why I say that is, I think that you want players to have at least similar driving distances so they are used to hitting from similar spots, right? Like if yep. you paired Kisner and Bryson together and on uh, you know on the Kisner drives Bryce Bryson's hitting, you know, he's playing holes in a way that he would never play the hole himself if he was playing it in a practice round or if he's played the course before. Maybe Versus, that would help like, maybe that would help Bryson. Who knows? Maybe it would help. Yeah. Well, it just depends on how many ropes the course has. Oh but, my God. What a fucking video. Oh my God. Yeah. That went mainstream. That was yeah, like that's... name. Like if Dave Portnoy tweets about something, I know like you're not a big bar. If Dave I mean, he, what are you talking about? about? D-Rap. No, I'm a like, big D-Rap no, I'm guy. saying like, if like once Barstool is like tweeting about golf stuff, it's like that. So Bryson went so viral. Horrible look. Uh, I'm glad he's not on the PGA Tour. Like, take that, Liv Bots. Like, that's your guy, bro. Like, that's your guy. Take that, Liv Bots, okay? Based on Boston Sports Radio. When Boston Sports Radio doing their, like, updates, and, and they literally talked about it today, you know, like, on the morning show and the afternoon show. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. We're talking about Bryson getting taken out by a rope. Capper, did you take offense to – Liv has been very liberal with their cities. Like yeah, they, they call, like the tournament what is the international is like in 
45 minutes, an hour outside of Boston. Yeah, Which Harmers been... Farmers is like not close to the center of downtown Chicago. Yeah, like that's not Boston. I don't even like like I don't know, like whatever. Like and people in Boston are super travel too. Like I grew up in Brockton, right? But I'm out of like if I'm out of state, I just tell you I'm from Boston because you don't fucking know where Brockton is, and nor do I want to have to explain it to you. It's just a quick answer. But if you run into somebody else from Boston, like, wait, where are you from? Boston. Oh, Boston, which path? And then you'll go, and then you'll say where you actually grew up. You know what I mean? Right. But this is like, this is like, I think somewhere out in like Western Mass, which anything like West of Boston is, I don't know, West of Boston. I have no idea. I never went out there. Right. Right. BK, let's talk about the international side a little bit. Have you looked at all at like the top point score from the international market? Could you make a case at one of these inflated numbers that there's a universe where they just trot out Hideki every single match and Hideki has a really good week, but the rest of the team gets smoked. Like, would you take a chance on any one of these guys as a long shot for top point scorer, or would you maybe just go into the top international points market and there's somebody you're targeting there? It's it's in my opinion, it would be hard for me to bet anyone for top international point score other than Sunjay M. I trust him. Like we're talking about guys that's going to play all the sessions. Sunjay, Decky, Adam Scott, maybe Corey Connors. I think Sunjay is playing the best golf. He has experience in the President's Cup. Um, obviously, already was a top point scorer in um, 2019. Again, I think this could be a great course for him. So uh, it's hard for me to think that Decky Connors or Scott is going to play better than him. Again, depending on the pairings, which we will see. I I think Sanjay, in my opinion, I'm picking the favorite, but he would be the only person I would go to in any international top point scoring market. Capper? I like Davis. Like, why would why wouldn't they trot him out? <clears throat> you, you know, you're getting 10 to one on it or better than where you're at. Like he's long, he can get hot. And I mean, that's really what I want on this course. Right. Like, I mean, Corey Connors, obviously like, I don't know, like this course doesn't seem it'll be good for him. Adam Scott. I, I don't know, man, I can never get that dude. Right. And I don't like him that much to begin with. <laughs> Kim's Kim's too short. Decky's got too many fucking physical issues. Sunjay, I could get behind, but it's like where I can get it, it's like six to one. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and to me, he's still a knucklehead. I mean, that's what that's what I call him. He's a knucklehead. He'll be having a great fucking round. All of a sudden, he'll try to make some stupid shot out of the goddamn out of the bunker. I know it doesn't matter as much in match play, but I can certainly put you, put you down the wrong path on the bogey train when you do something stupid. Yeah, and he's he's prone to do stupid things. So I, I like I like Davis at ten to one. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the only he's probably the only one I put money on for the top internationals because somebody's yeah. going to score a point for the international team, right? No, for sure. The the difficulty that I'm just having is I don't feel like I have a good sense of the pairings. Like they've said, yeah. you know, yeah, recently, absolutely. if you look at recent president's cup, they used to do this thing where they would like try really hard to pair the guys from the same country together. And then they started to get a little bit more analytically driven and a little bit more liberal with their pairings where they would just, you know, pair guys that, they thought skill sets fit together. To me, I think the only locks to play every match are Sungjae and Hideki. I could even see them resting Scott because he's a little bit older yeah. and hasn't been playing his best overall this year. But I don't. Do you guys have a sense of the pairings at all, BK? Are there any pairings that you like want to see? No, I, I think that they absolutely like they have like they can't spread their guys out. They have to no. put. 
the best players. Like they have to make the best possible pairings. I do think like they'll play Tom Kim and Sunjay MC. I like, like that. I think they that's should. very yeah. easy. They should. I think that's easy. And I think, you know, I think, you know, Tom, I think Tom Kim's as good of a partner as Sanjay's going to get. Like, he's not going to get one of the best players in the world. So what about Siwoo like and, and Sanjay? No, like, it, I don't think you can risk. Like, I don't think you can put him with when they really need a point out of Sanjay. Like, if Sanjay's team is not winning a point, like, they're really going to be pretty depleted, in my opinion. So yeah. you have to put him with the best people. Who are you going to play with Hideki? Scott or Connors? Like, like, I, I don't know. It's just tough. And then I think the real question is, do you put Cam Davis and Pendrith together or do you split them up? Again, I am not Trevor Immelman. I'm not kind of, you know, well-versed in pairing top 100 players in the world. Um, but, you, you know, you we'll have to frequently? see what they're going to do. Um, per, my, per my DMs, Pendy and Connors were like roommates. Did you guys know this? Yeah, I did. I emoji. I yeah. emoji. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... Listen, a couple things I would throw out there if I wanted to get weird. I did a weird, you know, I tried to create some pairings based on statistics, just the nerdy stuff. Um, I would put like Siwoo and Munoz together to just seven to one first first touchdown. It is it is a beatable market, Andy. Let's go. Who you hit did it? you who'd you get? Hurts. What Fuck was yeah, he? I needed that in my fantasy. Seven to one. one. That seems pretty short. Uh, Listen, everything's short to us. We gamble golf. This is a no, 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 no. Um, fucking um, who's the? Maybe who's it was the, eight to one. I don't fucking know. Like, who's listen. the quarterback for the Bears? Justin Fields was twenty. Yeah, he was twenty to one. I know. Okay, well, yeah, what's well, the difference in those two? Are you really asking what the difference between fucking Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields is? I know, but like they're both quarterbacks. Like, yes, they're both quarterbacks. Yeah, but so one has a well, one is just... one is like literally the goal line back for his Yeah, team. but it's not like the other Peyton, one's it's sucks. not like Peyton Manning versus like Michael Vick. It's like, a they're spread. both like mobile. BK, yeah. it's a yeah. spread. It's because yeah. the Packers were heavily favored against the Bears. They were a nine point favorite. So they're like, gonna yeah, make it it's more unlikely that but, the Bears the, but that's first. why first TDs are minus EV. Because like you're losing so much value if they're minus three, so that's I just made seven hundred dollars. I don't care. <laughs> you right. threw a Did- hundred bucks on it. Yeah, I only made two. Oh, oh, I only made two oh, bets. Wow. Usually okay. I spread out. Usually I spread out between one hundred and two hundred bucks. I like to have fun. Like this, whatever. I'll make. Okay, fun. back to my back to my. Before I was trying to get into like my, Sorry, the simulation <laughs> pairing situation that I've made with. Uh, I tried to create based on skill sets. I would pair like Siwoo and Munoz together and just, I, those guys make a ton of birdies and are really high variance. And they are either, they're going to lose seven and six, or they could, you know, beat anyone on any day if one of those guys get hot. But I just don't, I don't really see a ton of value. I think they're going to treat some of these guys at the bottom with kid gloves. And I think what they're going to do, it's going to be a revolving door at the back end. Right. So like if Bazaden help plays really well on the first day, they're going to ride with Bazaden help. If KH Lee sucks on the first day, he's going to get benched, right? Like if Munoz or Siwoo or Pendrith or Davis, that revolving door at the back end, it's it, to me, it's just guesswork. Like yeah. I'm a, obviously you guys know I'll, take the value anywhere I can find it. I just, I don't have a sense of who Immelman is going to play. Maybe I can ask, you know, I think Rick knows him a little bit better than I do, but I just, I don't have, I don't have any <laughs> sense on who he's rolling with outside of Sungjae and Hideki. 
Yeah. Seriously, I just don't. I I don't have a sense on it at all. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he, like you said, I think probably he doesn't even know. Like he's gonna take. I think he's gonna take the hot hand approach. I think you're 100 percent right on that. Right. Right. Any other markets? Right. Like, is there anything you guys are seeing that BK you threw out lead after first day? Uh, are there any other markets, BK, that kind of have your attention? Like, I'm trying to find it right now. I, let me let me ask you this, BK. So, uh, so I was talking to Steve uh, at the end of last week, and he brought up an interesting point that maybe there could be some value on the international team on the first day because more of those guys. Listen, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm, I just, I'm not betting it. I'm just seeing if you, anybody here thinks there's validity to it because they've been playing more. The other guys are coming in rusty and maybe they're reading their own press clippings. And they know they're going to wipe the floor with them and maybe you can catch a little value on um, some, some international. Yeah. It's, it's like in the NFL, like when a team wins like a big primetime game, like you fade them the next week. Like if a team's not going hundred percent, they think they got it. You know, the, the underdog kind of barks faster. So I understand that. I just think there's too big of a talent gap um, between the two. I mean, I That's think it. if you recall um, at the Ryder Cup, DJ couldn't have been in less form. He was playing awful and he came in and won every single match. So I think that the Ryder Cup might be a little bit different in terms of like form, how people are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that would be my, my pushback. Um, I will be, you know, betting my entire bank account on USA to win um, day one at minus 225, you know, because I have it at minus 300. So, you know, there's some value there. So, you know, that's just kind of where I'm going, but I I understand that. But I do think that tournament correct score, like that, no, I'm like, like literally like bet a few of those, like USA 19.5 to 10.5, 11 to one USA 21 to nine, like 14 to one, like, Get you, some of those in there. Yeah, like if you that, bet, if you bet four of those, you get it right. Like, I mean, you're gonna, you guarantee to make money. Nah, they're not odds aren't really that good. Right, I'm looking at. I got a bunch of 15, 12. Like, yeah, I mean, it has to hit. But if you put, <laughs> if you put a hundred dollars on four of those, let's say they're all twelve hundred bucks. One of them hits, then you're guaranteed eight hundred bucks. If yeah, four comes through. Yeah, I, I think that you know that might not be the the greatest thing in the. No, I didn't. In the whole world. But, you know, I think that some of the, I mean, like, I mean, like, this is quite literally like very similar to the USA team that absolutely wiped the floor with the Europeans at whistling trades. Um, I think there's no question in the world that the Europeans are better than the internationals and they won 19 to 10. And like, I'm seeing 21 to nine is four, like 14 to one. Like, I don't know. I just, it just seems like, they're going to win more. They're going to win more matches. They're going to get more points than they did in the Ryder Cup. And they won 19-10 there. So that just gives me the impression that the USA is really going to win. And I think they'll win by a lot. The back end of the Euro team was pretty suspect. I mean, it, like. No, it had- BK's right. It, this is a better. The Euro oh, team yeah. was better. But of course. Of it course. Was, it was saying. way. Be- I don't necessarily think that this US team is better than the US Ryder Cup team. Though. Yeah. No. Well, it's co- I mean, it's it's certainly close. it's, it's close. certainly comparable. Let me close. ask you guys this question, since I think we probably exceeded. You know, I mean, are there any other bets that you want to? What about what about top rookies? Me? Like, what about so? I mean, it gets down to. I mean, Scotty's unbettable at, at plus two fifty. 
Yeah, right? Burns would be the guy that Burns. I would say, but I, I mean, even do you even really Homer? want to bet? Yeah. What about yeah, I'd rather bet Burns at five to one than Homa. Yeah, I'd rather bet Burns over Homa. Like, no, I think Burns is going to have a good week. I really do believe that. I like this golf course. Let's do it. Let's do like, let's do it. You want to do Burns? Make a a community bet. Burns, top rookie, top, top rookie. I'm down. I'll I'll throw on on it. Me too. Yeah, I'll do Burns, top rookie. I'm down with that. Five to it. Okay, that's our. Well, let's wait. Let's wait until the teams come out. Like, if he's with Scott, yeah, if he plays, if he plays with Billy, all bets are off. Fair enough. No, that's it. That's a really good point. I think we should wait. Um, any other bets that you want to discuss before we before we uh, get into a little nonsense? Okay, so everyone's best bet we've given. We got Burns for BK top point score, JT for me, Finau for Capper. Yeah. Okay. BK also endorses minus two twenty five lead after day one, uh, and we also endorse all the guys that we talked about. <laughs> as potential plays as well, because, you know, we mentioned their names on a podcast and the thought, you know, we thought about it. Um, uh, well, let me ask you guys this question. Cause you got me thinking about teams and what are better teams. There's been a lot of like live versus PGA tour chatter going around. Do you guys would, obviously that would definitely be an entertaining product. I don't think that's up for debate, but would you guys like to see something like that? Do you think that I would? would I would pay. I would pay. I would pay money to watch it. I would if they would. made it paper. If they made it pay per view, and they charge me what they do for some of these garbage UFC things that I got to pay for if I can't figure out how to stream it, then yeah, I would absolutely do it. just because it mean the drama and the storylines. And I mean, I, my guess is most people wouldn't fucking do it, but this is what we do fucking every day as we look over golf stuff we're in this weird little golf world like yes i would fucking love that shit the storylines would be amazing like i i, I would have to take off of work like i would, I would have to, for the week of all this all this shit going on on like social media i there's and, and yeah there's no way I, I would miss it i would fucking love to see it so do you think that bk do you think that that would be closer no it would than- be it, like the usa like would would route them Oh yeah. When you say, when you say USA to me, PGA Tour, PGA, yeah, Tour. PGA, PGA Tour, Tour would route them. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't even be close. And all the people saying that like DJ's a top five player in the world. My thing about it is like, there's no way to actually know. And that was your point, Andy, when you first did like your first live monologue. It's like, what does it mean if DJ like goes out and like wins a bunch of live events? Like, what does it mean that Cam Smith one last week. Like, don't, yes, don't forget to get Greg Norman a mullet too. So yeah. everybody's having fun over there. Don't forget. Everybody's having fun. It's fun. Yeah. Damn it. It's fun. I just don't know what it means. <laughs> we need to I'll... tell you it's fun too. Like <laughs> yes. in case you didn't know, like yeah. we need to tell you it's <laughs> yeah. fun. Like I'll say the same thing about the PGA tour. Max Homa winning the Fortnite championship is the worst possible outcome yes. for the event. Absolutely. 100%. It would have been a way better storyline if Danny Willett won. Um, same thing with Lib. Last two weeks, we have the two favorites winning this golf tournament. That it will not in the long term be a compelling product. And I'll say, and I'm not a hypocrite. I'll say that about the PGA Tour. If the favorite wins every single swing season event, that is not good for the PGA Tour. So that I think that's the problem that Liv is going to run into is that there's such a gap at the top with DJ and Cam that it's very hard for other people to go out um, and win. I mean, Eddie, do how do you rate like how DJ has done in live? Like, do you think that makes him closer to top ten in the world? Like, it, or it's just too hard to say. 
I need more context. I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, you know, I have my nerdy spreadsheet of like the greatest players of all time, and I haven't been inputting the wins for DJ or Cam Smith because I don't know how that changes in their rankings. We're kind of data golf has been fiddling around with the strokes gain. We have strokes gained up on Rick run good. So I guess it's kind of, we're getting closer to that, but no, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet that I put out, but after the, after Cam Smith wins, Greg Norman does this lengthy Instagram post where he says, Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson are the best (laughs) players in the world. And obviously it's a travesty that the official world golf rankings isn't recognizing it, which again, we can litigate that another time, whole other podcast, (laughs) but it got all this, you know, all this, this outpouring of support from humans, robots, again, another thing that we can litigate, but a lot of people were like, yeah, Cam Smith, DJ, those guys are the best. They're the best players in the world. How can you guys not think this? And so I said, listen, you can have the two best players in the world. And I will take John Rahm and Rory McIlroy and we'll see who performs better in the majors next year. And no one fucking wanted to take that smoke. No, no, no one wants wants that smoke. No, no no one wants that smoke at all. And that's not to say that like Cam Smith and DJ like aren't awesome. I mean, I would put them in my personal top 10 right now for sure. But I put Cam Smith in my top five. Absolutely. I agree. Me too. He's he's arguably... Like, like, I mean, he's just did, coming did off winning live Chicago change that for you? No, absolutely not. Yeah, no, exactly. No. So I yeah. would have put him in my top five before he went to yeah. live Chicago and him winning live Chicago doesn't, doesn't do anything for me, right. but yeah. So, I mean, I think that is, that is the predicament that we are faced with now, BK to go back to your question. Like, I don't really have a great answer for it. Right. Like I need to see, I need to see it play out over the next year. And maybe you can start putting some context based on to like, okay, if, you know, if DJ wins three or four times in a season, but then somebody else wins six times or like I, you just, it's too, it's too infantile. And I think what's going to happen is it's going to put so much pressure on these guys in the majors because it's like, okay, this is like where I'm competing against the best in the world. This is where everyone's watching. Like, this is where I'm showing my game. You know, again, I don't know how that's going to affect their play, but I just think that the expectations for Cam Smith, DJ, Bryson, you know, I mean, maybe Brooks, like it's just going to be so high for the majors, especially at Augusta to see how they perform. And guess what? Cam Smith is like, if there was anyone, you'd be like, yeah, he'll, he'll win a master in the next five years. It's yeah, Cam Smith. Absolutely. Is that going to change now that he went to live? I don't really know. I think that will be a really interesting, you know, plot point come, you know, April. So yeah. it, I think the majors this year are going to be, you know, a big, you know, eye opener test for everybody. And, you know, with John Rom going to live, you know, with all the reporting, like <laughs> being right on that and other times. John with there. an H, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like all yeah, those guys right. going. Um, I, I think it'll your, be, your local it'll state be interesting. Farm to well, so, the, the thing that's it, let me just say this last thing, Capper. The thing that's interesting to me about it is that, you know, the, the big live argument is these guys are still practicing really hard. Their game isn't changing at all. These guys are just as committed and just as dedicated. And like, I agree with the general, that general sentiment that like, I don't think that DJ's practice schedule has probably changed much versus when he was on the PGA tour. Right. And I do agree that like, I don't think that 
Cam Smith and DJ are going to be, uh, it should lower their chances of winning a major next year that much because they're competing on live versus the PGA tour. But you have to be fair about it and acknowledge the other side that for every single Cam Smith and DJ that clearly have gone to live and not missed a beat and elevated their game. There's been a guy that's like fallen off a freaking cliff, right? Yeah. Like it, we have, it's, it, it's doesn't get talked about as much because he's just so irrelevant now. But if you look at Brooks's and Bryson's performance, especially Brooks's performance in Lev, and you actually look at like the strokes gained of who he's losing to on a weekly basis. It's one of the more shocking developments in professional golf that is just not talked about because he's so irrelevant now. But it is, you talk about a guy that was on the absolute top of the mountaintop that has just fucking lost it. I mean, that th- there's both things can be true, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's going to affect everybody different, right? So maybe Brooks wasn't this killer that we thought he was, or he really was a killer, and he was telling the truth. He said he didn't give a shit about any anything other than majors, and now he's only playing non majors, and he really doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, and like his body's a glass house, bro. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He's uh, what the, what was uh, was that movie with uh, Samuel Jackson and uh, uh, Unbreakable? With Bruce Willis, the guy who get like you couldn't touch him or oh, yeah. break. Oh know. yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. What I mean, were you get? What were you going to say before Capper? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. That was two minutes ago. Uh, fucking. Uh, all I know is that like the major coverage with these, like these live guys is going to drive us fucking bananas because it's going to be the only fucking thing that people talk about at this major at, at all these majors this year. They're, oh, how the lives guy is going to do and this and that. It's going to dominate the storyline and it's going to make me insane. Like I already know it's going to make me mad. Like I, I already know like the mainstream people come in and like, even like the bigger golf outlets that, that talk about shit. I don't care about anyway, like with their puff pieces and stuff like that. This is like, it's going to be unwatchable. Can you imagine how many vignettes we're going to have to fucking watch of this shit? Like it's going to, it's going to be, it's, it's going to, I might have a stroke this year is what I'm guessing. Be like oh, oh, over under 0.5 live players win a major next year. Under, under easy under. under under okay more more likely this is a good question for bk more likely to win a major next year rory mcelroy or any left player oh you're thinking about that one no thinking about it live i, really? I, I mean i truly think okay. i think rory's chance. gonna win three minimum. you love rory though and i have a personal I, bias I, against rory so i mean that's just that's that's it. i i think that the we have only, sim- we have lockers next ba- to each other at okay the, the best chance of a live player winning a major next year is Cam Smith at Augusta. Like I, I don't see DJ winning LACC or winning mm. at Oak Hill. Like I, I, I don't see that. those are good golf courses for him. Yeah, I think I think the I mean Andy, you know I mean like at, like what major venue like straight up wouldn't yeah like <laughs> for DJ hundred percent like, like genuinely so but yeah I, I mean I think Cam Smith okay you know we're getting to the Rory thing I, I don't know I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really. Yeah, you've already put it out there. Don't back. Hey, listen, if you're gonna, no, I'm not putting it. Like I haven't like made a worrying predict. No, I've definitely. Yes, you have you said he's never gonna win a major? No, again. that's 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 totally fair. Like I, I'll stand by that. Like, right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna fine. give you a little advice from an old guy. All right. If you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. Okay. I do not like. I, when have I ever backed down? When have I ever backed down from a take count? Like genuinely, like. <laughs> Am I someone that like comes back on my takes or like doesn't say outrageous things? Like that's totally not me. So like I don't want to hear it from you. Yeah, Rory won't let him. It's just like we're so early in the season. Like we're gonna debate whether Rory will major or not. Like that, I just can't. Like right now, 
Did you guys um, see? Did you guys see that? What that reporter asked uh, Cam Smith the live thing? Uh, honestly, embarrassing. It, it was, I'm sorry. Maybe you guys feel different than me. No, no. I, think, I don't understand in any way. I mean, I do understand live paying these Instagram accounts to go yeah. cover their events. I I think it's a terrible look. I think, uh, yeah. it's, I think it's incredibly embarrassing. Can, You're trying to you, legitimize you tell, yourself. It's you I, tell Cam was uncomfortable. Cam was uncomfortable with that question. Like he did that, like nervous, like ah, no, I'm not answering that. Like come on, man. Like those guys are fucking clowns. I I <laughs> digged into them a little bit. They couldn't tell you. Well, listen, um, they, I, look, I they have, got what they wanted. You looked them up and dug into them. You gave them a click, Andy. I, know, I have a 100%. I have a President's Cup take. Okay. Um, our friend just put out his betting preview article, and his favorite top American pick is Justin Thomas. So who's, who's our uh, friend? Our friend that puts out picks, and oh, we all like oh, to see the, who, oh. he, who he bets. All right. So well, yeah, Andy. He, he but just, he's he's hot. That's no, the thing. Not. Like he he came no, on at the end of the season. He's hot, he, dude. He, he hit he hit Rory at the uh, tour championship. Yeah, whatever. No the, starting that, strokes. You want to talk about tin tin foil? conspiracies like I, I don't know i don't i don't know what they did to, to tony's ball fucking ridiculous yeah i will say this i'll give you this this is the farthest i would go with the conspiracy like i don't i don't i think that this is a pretty amicable relationship between all of the players that are competing yeah. this week like if yeah. the u.s gets up big I don't know if this is like a step on your throats type situation again right like i i I don't, th- I wouldn't go to the point where like the PGA tour actively needs this to be close, but I would say that I think all the people that are left are kind of like in the Mac at a macro level, kind of all feel like they're on the same team, right? There's almost like yeah. this brotherhood of people who stayed and are competing that yeah. I don't know if the U S is up, you know, if they get up to a fucking nine zero lead, <laughs> Will we see maybe more of Kisner and Billy on that but, Saturday? Like, yeah, this? but but so on the flip side of that, you put Kiz and Billy out there, and those are guys who are yeah, they, they still competitive. Win. They'll step yeah. on there now. I think they're kind of good at match play. Like, just like I think they've have match good play guys in this like, like serious like what can't lose match, match play, play. Um, thing. But like right now, like if we're setting odds, like Kiz and Billy versus Pendrith and Cam Davis, like Kiz? who. Like, who do you actually like make the favorite there? And I think that shows. Kiss. Yeah, so I think that shows the USA's I, dominance. I, I bet so, Pendrith. I bet Pendrith. Yeah, Vegas. you would bet, but like, what would you make the line? Like, Probably minus one ten. Yeah, really. So you just make it even on, even on both sides. I take. So we talk about like Kisner, like, but that guy, he does like to compete. Like, I just, I, I don't particularly like Kisner anyway like on any level on or off the golf course but i did i did laugh out loud when he wore a 1776 hat playing the british open i was like that's pretty funny did he really i didn't even yeah. notice that yeah too. i would because it was remember we went out solo like uh, it was two years ago we went out, we played solo he was the only one out there because he played so fucking bad and right he right. went off alone and so he was the only one on there on the back of his hat it wasn't like on like the front but like where my where this is like on like a, a it said like 1776 with like an american flag i was like god damn <laughs> one kiss um anything else guys you want to add before we No, I, i'm ready to watch some football i'm ready to you know, be in the Andy Lack NFL season investment fund capper. I don't know, but he hit 60% of his bets last season. I don't oh, I know. know if you were 65. aware of that. I, so, I, was, I was I was trolling him last night because he, he likes Matt Ryan's toasted ass uh, and the yeah, fucking terrible. But play. like I, you can't que- you can't question Andy in the NFL. So <laughs> I'm just letting you know 
Like, just don't do it, like, for no. future reference. I, I, um, I, listen, I will pick fights and lose. It's all about – I like to argue. Like, so you I like – would you take the Chiefs at seven, minus yeah. seven? Yeah, you want to do a charity bet? <sighs> Matt Ryan's washed ass. Fucking terrible ass indie. There's zero doubt in my mind. It's the sharp side. You can't even get. I don't give a shit. Right. Once again, there's no. That's the thing about the sharp side. You can't lose. You, you can't, can't lose. lose. That loses you lose. the sharp side. If you get seven. CLV too, you can't lose. Yeah. Can't like lose. if you got CLV, guys. You can't guys lose. I was on the right side of this game, but however, this is how it went wrong for me. Like that's the worst. Like those guys. Like listen, I put you guys in the right spot. You didn't. Because it fucking lost. You know why? Because process over outcome, Andy. Oh. Ah, Rotella oh. gang. Hashtag <laughs> Rotella gang. All right, I'll text you about that, Capper. I'm not right, sure I'm ready to commit. Uh, BK, where can everyone find you this week? You doing TIB? No, no TIB this week. What? Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, there's nothing. How does I'm How saying. does Bettsburgs feel about this? You're they're just like, bailing on your contract. Like, I got like they're we're it's vibe. Vibe. It's fine. Football season. Um, they're vibe. But yeah, yeah. Check me out on. Um, you know, my Twitter, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'll put out some DFS picks for the Sanderson. And oh, I, was uh, yeah, I, hope, I, hope, DF- I thought you put out DFS for President's Cup. No, no, oh, I'm God. not. I'm not doing that. But I, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Andy, you are such a great host. You're such a great NFL better. And you're an even a better friend. <laughs> and I'm excited to, to come out to L.A. and we could hang and play some golf. And see, run into L.A. Zealer at Air One. Yeah. <laughs> going to be a movie. Capper. What do you got going on? You doing pods this week? Yeah, I got one with uh with Steve tomorrow night. I try to knock the rust off. Uh, I don't know how we're going to talk about any more of this. But Steve was uh, Steve was messaging me about uh, GSCAA fact sheet questions. So <laughs> about right. uh, he, yeah, he's he's Sounds on the right. he's on the ball with things already. That's good. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's back. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm very glad he's back. And we're ready for the fall season. I always do good in the fall swing as much as I bitch and complain about it because I know who these bums are. So that yeah. helps. You know, yeah. That's it. But yeah. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, Boston underscore capper. Uh, sometimes I write some shit about golf. That's about it. <laughs> Gentlemen, it was good to see you guys. Appreciate it, Andy. Good luck tonight, man. Hope, uh, hope the Titans come before you pray for my Eagles. Later. All right, that is it for the podcast. Special thanks to RickRunGoods.com. Special thanks to Boston Capper. Special thanks to Brian Kirshner. We'll be back next week talking Sanderson Farms. Best of luck with your President's Cup bats this week, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where a mobile steel rims crack Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.